Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. This episode is part of our series featuring the 2022 Social Health Award winners. The Social Health Awards recognize and celebrate those individuals who are essential to the ongoing conversations and connections made through social health. A diagnosis can be life-changing, but fortunately, so can the support from an online community. The Community Cultivator Award celebrates those who are creating an inviting space for newcomers while maintaining a safe place that people have come to respect and rely on. Our Community Cultivator Award for 2022 goes to Natalie Hayden. Natalie is a former TV news anchor living in St. Louis. Her mission in life is to be an advocate for those battling inflammatory bowel disease and to show that a chronic illness doesn't have to dull your sparkle. Natalie was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2005, and her blog, Lights, Camera, Crohn's, covers everything from overcoming struggles to celebrating small victories throughout all parts of the patient journey. Natalie is a contributor to inflammatorybowelldisease.net and has been a guest on Living With before. Welcome back, Natalie. Thanks so much for the warm welcome. I am so excited to be talking to you again, and I was really excited that you won this award. What does winning this award mean to you? It means so much. I've been a patient advocate now since 2016, even though I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2005. That first 10, 11 years, I was working in TV news, and I was suffering in silence because I didn't want to be labeled Natalie the Sick News Anchor. So when I left the news desk and really started thinking about how I could make a difference and use my journalism background to help others who are dealing with inflammatory bowel disease, it really just gave me new life. And I always tell people, once you open yourself up to support and share your story, it opens up a whole new door and a whole new avenue of support for yourself. So it's truly a win-win. So I've really been cultivating and working on my blog weekly since 2016. Um, I've only missed two Mondays and I just started doing that this past month. Um, Since July 2016 with my blog, I've shared fresh content every single week. So it really does my heart good to know that I have really helped cultivate the community and help others feel less alone in their journeys. You've done a fantastic job for sure. And the last time we spoke was 2019. A lot has changed in the world since then. But at that point, your second child was just a newborn and you were in remission with Crohn's. What's changed in your life since then? A lot has changed since 2019. I've actually had another child. So now I have three kids. My oldest is in kindergarten. Then I have a three-year-old and a 13-month-old. And, you know, I'm very busy as an IBD mom, but it hasn't stopped me at all from wanting to make a difference and wanting to advocate and blogging. And with the pandemic, obviously, as an immune compromised mother with little ones, it was a lot to navigate and it still is a lot to navigate. So I like to be that voice of reason and also help people see how I am kind of navigating the unknown too um, and showing them, you know, we got COVID as a family, dealing with vaccines, all of the things. It's been so much and so heavy and it's new for all of us. So it's this new norm And uh, just adjusting to that, but also serving as a patient advocate through these unknown times has been especially important. Absolutely. Why is it important to you to share stories of pregnancy and motherhood with the IBD community? When I got pregnant with 
my oldest in 2016, which is the year that I started being an advocate, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know any information as far as being on a biologic when pregnant, what it was like to be pregnant as somebody with Crohn's disease, what it was like postpartum. So I truly always try to be the voice that I needed to hear upon each of these big milestones in life. So as a mother of three, who's gone through three pregnancies now and one miscarriage, unfortunately, I have a lot of perspective that I've gained since that first time I conceived my son and, and every step through that, as far as staying on medication, breastfeeding, what pregnancy is like, what motherhood is like, uh, there is just so much information that mothers need. And I try to be a resource for them to show them they're not alone in their struggle. You can still be a mom with inflammatory bowel disease and do all the things. Uh, it just sometimes takes a different way to get there. I read on your Instagram recently, because you, you just mentioned milestones, um, your oldest son just started kindergarten, and you wrote about how the milestone means even more to you than than it might for, for someone who doesn't live with a chronic disease. Can you tell me more about that? When I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at age 21, one of the first concerns my mom and I both had was, will I ever be able to be a mom? What will this mean when I'm put on a biologic? And, you know, my course of medication, what will this mean for my future? So that was my biggest concern upon being diagnosed as a young woman. And, you know, as, as the years went by and I got closer to getting to wanting to be a mom, I started to really wonder and worry, you know, how's my disease going to impact my fertility, my pregnancy, my future with a family? Um, so it was a lot and it was a burden. So once I was able to finally get pregnant and uh, luckily we didn't have any issues getting pregnant. I got pregnant one month after our wedding day. We wanted to do that because I was in surgical remission. So we wanted to capitalize on that. Uh, but he has really shown me and given me a renewed sense of love for my body because prior to him, I wasn't sure if motherhood would be possible. And as a stay at home mother, he's been with me every single day through, you know, the bathroom trips, the pain on the couch, the Humira injections, everything that I've gone through, he's been there every step of the way. And seeing him as a picture of health has also shown me that I was able to create a life like his. Oh, and I love that you said it's helped you love your body more. That's so important. I think it's when you're living with a chronic disease, sometimes you kind of feel like you have a contentious relationship with your body, or I know I do sometimes. Absolutely. Pregnancy, and I say this all the time, and, and the work that I do is it really has given me a renewed sense of appreciation, not only the pregnancy, but breastfeeding. I'm still breastfeeding my child, and he turned one in July. So just being able to nourish another life, going through colonoscopy prep and breastfeeding as an IBD mom, these are all things that the average woman doesn't have to endure and go through. Um, getting mastitis and breastfeeding with IBD and the stress of that, it's just, it's a lot, but it's, it's an extra badge of honor, in my opinion, when you're a mom with chronic illness and you're still able to get the job done and raise a little human. Absolutely. So let's talk more about community. How has the online community helped you? The IBD community, and I often say family, is just so incredible. Everybody is so collaborative, supportive, willing to be there for one another. There are so many friends that I have made online that I've never met in person, and they feel like people I've known my entire life. And it's just this sense that when I do flare, I know it's not a matter of if, but when, I have this entire army of support all around the world now, thanks to social media and the IBD family, that I know that I can text, 
I can direct message and they will be there with me every step of the way. And with all my previous hospitalizations prior to being an advocate, I was doing everything alone. So that gives me great peace of mind knowing that I have this community of support behind me now every step of the way. And can you share a story about how your community work has helped someone else? I, I, oh man, this is a tough question for me because um, it's so rewarding and um, just hard to put into words what it feels like when you receive a message from a mother who has a child with IBD or a woman who hoped to be a mom one day and I've given her hope to go after that dream. Uh, I get emotional when I get those messages. They really hit me close to my heart and close to home. I oftentimes screenshot them and send them to my mom right away. I read them to my husband. I save them so that I can read them. It's a constant reminder when I hear these these, uh, responses from people that just reach out out of the goodness of their heart and say, you changed my course of my disease. You've given me comfort in starting a biologic. You've shown me I can go to college. You've shown me I can work full time. Uh, All of these types of just simple sentences that somebody may just send over an Instagram DM, they mean the world to me because it shows me that the work I'm doing is being heard. And if I can help one person, that's all I wanted to do when I started being an advocate. Uh, It's all I've ever hoped to do. So it continues to be my life mission. And um, that's why I do what I do. I think you've definitely helped more than one person, for sure. (laughs) What inspires you to advocate for inflammatory bowel disease? When I was diagnosed in 2005, I truly felt like I was on an island of isolation. I didn't know anybody other than a family friend who had IBD. Back in 2005, there were really not any blogs. Nobody was going on social media and saying, I have a chronic illness. So I just had to kind of go through it on my own. And I don't want other people to have to go through that. Now we have the resources. We have the capabilities to go on social media, to blog, to go on podcasts to share our stories and empower others and show them you are one of millions who are living this reality, you are not alone. And that is one of the biggest struggles with IBD is the isolating effect since it is an invisible illness for the most part. People around us, we can put on a smile and pretend everything's okay. And that is a blessing and a curse because oftentimes those around us don't know how to help us because we kind of try to guard those from our pain. So I think just knowing that there's people out there, you know, I might not turn to my friends or family that are super close with me when I'm struggling because I don't really know if they can really grasp the reality of my struggles. Whereas I can turn to somebody on Instagram who has Crohn's disease, who's an IBD mom, who knows what it's like, and I can just send her a message real quick and she gets it. So just knowing you have that to fall back on and being that person for others is what really, you know, fills my cup at the end of the day. Absolutely. You talked about how sometimes you just put on a a brave face and don't show the pain to others. I find that when I do that, it takes so much more energy to hide it rather than to just share and be honest. But sometimes, as you mentioned, like you've you've got to kind of, or you want to protect others from it. How do you, how do you know when, when to hide it and when it's just too much? That's a really good question. Uh, It's a daily situation. So for instance, if I'm making multiple bathroom trips and I'm in a lot of pain, I might shoot my husband a text when he's at work and say, I'm having a bad Crohn's day. I keep it pretty simple. That's all I say. Um, If I'm kind of quiet at a family gathering or a friend gathering, I'm usually pretty outgoing and talkative. Those close to me know she must be, you know, focusing on the pain she's dealing with and she's quiet because of that. But only specific people know that about me. Um, I try to keep it pretty under wraps. I don't like my kids to know when I'm struggling. 
Uh, I really don't say a whole lot to them and I try to protect them from my disease, even though they are very intuitive and they just get it. They're very empathetic. I think they can see through the lines um, and they see through my smiles <laughs> sometimes. Um, but I, I kind of just pick and choose. I know which people I can trust and which I go to, but I try to really not bother people with it. I know it's not a bother to them, but you know, I know everybody is so busy with their lives that I never just text a girlfriend who doesn't have Crohn's and say, I'm having a bad Crohn's day. Um, now, if she were to ask me on the phone and say, oh, how are your, how's your Crohn's doing? I'll be honest and say something like, like that. But for me to reach out to somebody other than my mom or my husband, it really doesn't ever happen. Yeah, you mentioned that your kids probably see through some of your smiles. I know there was another Instagram post that you posted recently with your adorable daughter. And I know as a mom, you can never go to the bathroom by yourself. And she had come into the bathroom with you and was sitting on her little stool. And she just gave you some comforting words. Can you share that story? Yes. Uh, there's so many moments like that that really stick with me. And in, in, in moments of pain or struggle with my IBD, I go back to those moments. And my daughter, Sophia, is three and a half. And I was sitting in the bathroom, as I always do. And she came in and sat on the stool. And she just looked up at me. And um, I don't know the exact word she said offhand. But it was something along the lines that it's okay to have, you know, pain in your stomach, in your tummy, mommy, you'll be okay. And even just yesterday, my 13-month-old, he is not walking, but he crawled into the bathroom. And I shared the photo on my Instagram story, but I didn't put a backdrop about what it was to me. But he's smiling really big, and he's standing up on that same area of the bathroom looking at me. And, you know, just kind of being a source of, of sunshine and support when – you know, in that moment, I might think, you know, I got to rush out of there. He's on the go. I got to see what he's doing. Um, but he came to my uh, support there. So my little ones just, you know, when I do my injection on Monday nights, they, they get around me on the couch and I look at them and I smile during my countdown, one, 1,000, two, 1,000. They make me want to always put a smile on. So it's a reminder to me um, that I can do tough things. They can do tough things when they go to the pediatrician now and get their shots. They are super brave. Uh, when they got their flu shots last fall, I remember the nurse said, wow, your kids are braver than most teenagers. <laughs> said, well, they're used to seeing mommy do it. So, you know, it uh, desensitizes them to a lot too and makes them feel strong in tough moments. Oh, that's a wonderful example for them. Thank you. If there were, you mentioned being an island at the beginning of, of your journey. If there was one thing that you wish you had known back then that you could share with people now who are just starting out, what would that be? When I was diagnosed at 21, I think my biggest fear was, you know, I was a recent college grad, two months out of college. I had aspirations of being a television news reporter and anchor. I hope to be a mom one day. I wanted to be married. I wanted to do so many things. But in that moment, it all came to a screeching halt. And I thought, will I be able to do any of these things? Will I be able to work in TV? Will I be able to find love? Will anybody really love somebody with a chronic illness? Now I felt like I had a scarlet letter. Will I ever be able to carry a baby and have a healthy baby? And I wish I could kind of see my life right now, just a glimpse, like a family photo of my family of five, and also maybe a little clip of me on TV to show that I was able to do everything I set out to do, and I'm still doing it. Yeah, that's great. And where can people find you online? Sure, I am online every day. <laughs> my blog is lightscamerachrones.com. I share fresh content almost every single Monday of the month. You can find me on Instagram, and that's at Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Ann, A-N-N, Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N. You can find me on Twitter. This is my maiden name, at Natalie Sparacio. 
N-A-T-A-L-I-E, S is in Sam, P is in Peter, A-R-A-C is in Cat, I-O. You can find me on Facebook. This is also my maiden name. My community page is Natalie A. Sparacio, S-P-A-R-A-C-I-O. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I share my social media um, content with my blog each Monday as well. And I do content throughout Instagram uh, throughout the week when something just piques my interest. I don't really plan out content. It's mostly those moments, you know, that pique my interest. And I think, you know, this is something that would resonate with the community. And you're keeping it real. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Natalie, it's been such a delight to talk to you again. And congratulations again on winning this award. Thanks so much. It means so much to me. Natalie blogs weekly at lightscamerachrones.com. And you can also read her stories and connect with others with IBD at inflammatorybowelldisease.net. Natalie is one of the award-winning patient leaders in Health Union's Social Health Network. Health Union is the leader in social health, with 40 condition-specific online communities and the Social Health Network, which encompasses more than 100,000 patient leaders, covering nearly every health condition. Learn more at health-union.com. Thank you for listening to Living With. I'm Emily Downward.